Sweet Pete. Did you guys have a good week? Kind of. Some of you have a good week. Some of you did not have a good week. That's all right. Um, We're going to be talking tonight. We won't have Strive next week if you didn't hear that announcement because that's the day before Thanksgiving. So we're going to talk about Thanksgiving a little bit tonight. Since I don't get to talk to you guys about it the day of or, you know, the day before, we're going to talk about it a little bit tonight. Um, Last week, if you weren't here, we talked about loving the Lord and remembering God and how important He is while we're young, while we have time to actually do something about it, where we have time to use our talents before we become old, wrinkly, crotchety, old people. You know, where we're hunkered down and, and our teeth are falling out and our elbows hurt all the time and our hips are bad and we're going blind and we're going deaf and all that jazz. So, today... We're going to be talking about something different. You see, we're all given, we're only given so much time here, right? Is that correct? A a legitimate statement? We only have so much time. Um, So so for us, if, if you're a follower of Christ, it's important that we learn to use our time the most effectively, that we use every single moment to the to the utmost. For the Lord. So what I want you guys to do is turn to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 15. So, let's dive in. Starting in verse 15, it says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Cool. Now, when you look at this, we look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. The entire um, feel this passage, the entire thing. It's talking about living a life that's wise. And then it qualifies that a little bit more by saying making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Right? Okay. So what does it mean to live a life that's wise as opposed to unwise? Live a smart life. Okay. That's good. Live a smart life. What else? We think. Be prudent. Right, of course. What else? What's it mean to live a wise life as opposed to an unwise life? Don't be dumb. That's good because it says that. It says, therefore, do not be foolish. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, miraculously enough, I'm going to teach you, not only am I going to teach you about the Bible, I'm going to teach you like a little school lesson. Are you ready for this? Yeah, that's what I do. I'm a teacher. So, 
when you read a passage and then somebody asks you questions about that passage, the answers are probably in there. Do you guys ever learn this in school? Some of you are shaking your heads no, which probably answers a lot of my questions about you. Yeah. But, it says, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We're called, because, because we only have so much time in our lives to do anything, we're called to not live a life of fools, to not live a life where we, where we waste our time where we make stupid decisions, where we hurt the cause of Christ as opposed to helping it and adding to it. We're called to live a life that's separate and holy and, and amazing for God. So it says it a little more, you know, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do you guys have any idea what the will of the Lord is? The Ten Commandments, okay. That's a good place to start. Like, honestly... It's what, what He's called you to do, how He's called you to live. When you look through the Bible, through the Word, the steps that He's called you to take, that's, that's following the will. So it's not necessarily, you know, what school do I go to or who do I date or, or what do I, not, not those specific questions, but it's, it's more of how about obeying what we know we should, should do and then we'll deal with the rest later. Does that make sense? So it gives us an interesting, an interesting comparison. It's probably one of my favorites in the whole Bible. It says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. So how many of you have been drunk in here? Don't raise your hand. Now, I know all of you, none of you have ever been drunk. I know that. Wink, wink, Right? But, I know you've watched TV, you may have seen someone drunk, because you would never do that yourselves, because you've been raised better than that, right? Right? Of course. Now, and it's illegal, of course, you would never do something like that. But, when someone's drunk, I'm talking drunk, drunk, not like, I'm, you know, drunk, how do they act? Alright, stupid, foolish, retarded. Vomitous, funny, okay. Do they always make decisions that are wise? No. To, to them at the time they are. Yes. I, I know a person, I know a person that one time convinced his friends that it would be cheaper to buy an entire large pizza than it would be to buy two slices <laughs> while being intoxicated, all right? It would be cheaper to buy the whole pizza than just these two slices. Well, he used logic, known as drunk logic, all right? And explained, the gist of it was that per slice, it was cheaper. But overall, the pizza was still far more expensive than the two slices would have been by themselves. But they don't always think clearly. They don't always make the, the most sense in the way that they reason, in the way that they 
decide things. It's almost as if someone, someone else or something else is leading them or guiding them, that they're not completely in control of their actions and what they're doing. Can they walk straight? No. Some can because they practice, but can they say the ABCs backwards? Of course not, because no living person alive can, except for like a few weirdos. Yeah, I know there's a few people that can. Like you'd have to seriously practice that. Their, their brains, they're being controlled. They're being, they're changed in the way that they act because of the alcohol that's in their system, because they're, they're inebriated, which is a cool word, right? Drunk. All right, inebriated. It's a good one. Write that one down for vocab. Okay. Now, in the passage, it says, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. Now, it doesn't stop there, though. It says, but be filled with what? Spirit. Yeah, be filled with the Spirit. It's taking two very distinctively different things, alcohol and the Holy Spirit, and it's using them to make a point and to compare. So, like when you're under the influence of alcohol and you are unable to uh, make decisions, you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Sometimes people get very brave. They think they can fly. You know, they can, they, they're, they're indestructible. You know, they, they can do all these crazy things, right, when they're drunk. Um, Sometimes they will talk to, to people of the opposite sex like there's no, no hindrances there. They just say whatever they, they think. There's no filter, right? Now, interestingly enough, the same things are true when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. But the results are very, very different. See, how many of you have ever had an opportunity to share your faith and you were afraid? You were nervous or, or scared about it? Yeah. When you're filled with the Spirit, those inhibitions go away. Or even if they're there, you're filled enough that you can move past them. You still know it's scary. But you don't care anymore because you're letting something else control your life. There are things that you wouldn't do normally that when you're filled with the Spirit, you would do. There are ways that you would act that are different. There are ways that you talk that are different. You interact with people differently. You starting to see the comparisons here? So, so the, the scripture says don't be drunk with wine because that leads to you being an idiot. But instead, be drunk with the Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit to where your actions are based on what, what it would have you do. Your fear, your inhibitions, those things are gone out the window. And yet you, you just step forward boldly following God. It says, 
addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart. See, when you're filled with the Spirit as opposed to being drunk with wine, the way that you live, the way that you interact with people drastically changes. How many of you guys like to be made fun of constantly? Good, no one. No one does. Um, you know, sometimes you can make fun of people a little bit, but for the most part, people don't like it. Now, how many of you like to get told that, that you're doing well or to be praised, to, for someone to say that you're doing a good job? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that not anyone in this room is like, you know, nah, just tell me I'm horrible. I'll be all right with that. Every day of my life, that would wear on me. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I like to be told that I'm doing a good job. I'm playing the drums on Sunday, and I'm petrified of it. And if anybody tells me I'm doing a good job, I'm going to think that they're a liar. <laughs> because I'm scared to death of it. Yeah, I'm really, really playing the drums, and I'm really, really scared of it. But at the same time, it's still good to hear people like Aaron say things like, it's really going to be okay. Like that, and, and Julie, she's like, I'm sure you'll do fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. And it's nice to hear that, even though I uh, am still scared to death, it's still good to be encouraged because drums is not what I do. I'm a singer, and then I can fake playing guitar pretty decently. Um, and drums are, are horrifying. I'm so afraid of messing up in front of everybody. But it's nice to be encouraged, to be told that you're, you're doing well. So it says, and address, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, encouraging them, but not just in the things that they're doing, but spiritually encouraging people with, with things that, that are of the Lord and making melody to the Lord with all your heart. Now, When, when we're filled with the Spirit, what do you think changes? I mean, we were earlier, we were singing and worshiping and everything. But what's the difference between just singing? The difference between just singing and being filled with the Spirit. I mean, the Spirit is on you and, and worshiping the Lord. You guys ever seen a, dr seen a drunk person sing? Yeah? Some of you are shaking your head, which I know. I, I'm keeping tally marks. Just know that. Keeping tabs on you. It's from a movie, of course. It's from a movie. When drunk people sing, are they scared typically? Do they sing quiet? Are they afraid and worried about what people are thinking about how they sing? No. They belt it out. They sing wrong words. They are yell I mean, they are loud and excited and obnoxious. I mean, they are just excited to sing. Any, it doesn't matter how good or how bad of a singer they are, they are there to sing. When you're filled with the Spirit, though, and you come to worship the Lord, it's the same thing. Because you're you're there to praise God and you don't care what anyone else thinks. 
anybody. Because your audience is not the people around you. It's not your friends. It's not even yourself. But it's God and God alone. And so the way that you, that you praise completely changes. All your inhibitions leave. You see people raising their hands and clapping and singing loud because they're praising God, the maker of all, of all things, the person who created you. And when you're filled with the, with the Spirit, it says, making melody to the Lord with all your heart and giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you're filled with the Spirit, the way that you see things, the way that you see your life, the way that you see the things that you've been given, the blessings in your life, the, the friendships, the things, it completely changes. You begin to recognize and to see what God has done in your life. And you can give thanks for those things. This is giving thanks in everything. Giving thanks always and for everything to God. So, what do we have to give thanks for? What do you have to give thanks for? I know, I know. All of a sudden we we get we get serious when we start to think. What do you guys have to be thankful for? Every oh good, thank you. Good. Everything. Sweet. So what's that mean? Family, friends, Bob Marley. I am thankful for food. Food? That's good. God, thankful for God, thankful for salvation. Thank you for my church answers. I appreciate those. Music. I dig music. Fighting. <laughs> okay. UFC style. All right. Security system. Okay. All right. Master locks. Yeah, we digress. Now, let me, let me fill you guys in on some stuff. Since giving thanks always for everything, always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you find it easy to give thanks always? Right, it's, it's obnoxiously difficult. Does anybody know why? How many of you have had a bad day this week? Tyler's thinking hard. He's not sure. Or last week. How many of you have ever had a bad day? <laughs> there we go. Everybody's right man. Good. I mean, not good that you had a bad day, but you've had bad days. How many of you guys... How many of you woke up the day you had a bad day? Every single one of you. How many of you woke up? 
the day you had a bad day? Kind of confusing, right? Right. How many of you took breaths that day? Did the sun come up? Maybe. Does the rain dictate if the sun comes up? No. The sun comes up regardless. I don't care. Alright, then the moon came up. Did the sun rise that day? We miss so many blessings every single day. There are so many things that we never think twice about. We fail to acknowledge that if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't have any of them. If you think back to last week with the passage in Ecclesiastes, how many of you guys forget that you have teeth that can chew up food? See, they talked about last week, talked about becoming old and not being able to, losing your teeth and not being able to chew your food. And yet, we just take it for granted. We've got teeth and we eat. We have eyes and we see. We can hear. How many of you, uh, how many of you in here can't walk? I, I watched every one of you walk in here. Some of you even ran. You move around quite well, even the injured ones. You can still get around fine for the most part. We miss so many blessings in our lives because we're so wrapped up in, in getting these other things. We're so wrapped up in our circumstances and our stuff that we forget all the things that we really can be thankful for. So when we have a bad day, you know, it, they're legitimate. We have bad days. There are things that go wrong. But it says giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because He let you wake up this morning. God made the sun rise and He made it set and the moon come up and the stars come out. God fed you today. God allowed you to walk around. God gave you your family. He gave you your mom and your dad and your brothers and your sisters. He gave you your boyfriends or girlfriends. He gave you your husband or your wife or your future husband or your future wife. He gave you your friends. You start to look at Thanksgiving and to think about it. It makes a lot more sense to be thankful in everything and for everything because of what God has done. How many of you in here are old? None of you. We don't have anyone over the age of 31. But there will be one day when you are old. 
there will be one day when, when some of the things you do now won't come so easily. You'll lose contact with some of your friends. You'll stop talking to them. You'll move off to different places. You might have to find another church to belong to. You will you have to deal with real life situations and things and bills and and money and food and children. Someday you'll deal with those things, but for now you don't have to. So be thankful that God gave you your youth and he let you enjoy it. And look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You guys got any thoughts? Questions? Anything? I want you to think about that this next week. I mean, we won't meet next week because of Thanksgiving, but think about what you could be thankful for. Think about the things that you miss, not the typical, the normal things. Thank you for food and a house and a family and stuff like that. Think about all the tiny things that God has blessed you with that you forget. They're between you and the Lord, but, but take some time. Take some time and thank Him. Genuinely thank Him and praise Him for the gifts that He's given you. Because without Him, where would we be?